So he's made a covenant promise to us mm -hmm. to never stop loving us. And what does that love look like? You know, yeah. I go back to Song of Songs, you know, another one of the verses in there that I love is Song of Songs 4-7. And it's Jesus talking to his bride, and we are his bride. And he's saying, how beautiful you are, my beloved. There is no flaw in you. I love that. I got that revelation from you when you discovered that in Song of Psalms. It's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. Right. Nothing There's wrong. No right, nothing wrong with you. That's another translation of Song of Songs 4-7. How beautiful you are, my beloved. There is nothing absolutely nothing at all wrong with you and yeah. we're like how can how can jesus see us that way you know, who we does all, that yeah our spouse right no tony saw some flaws in you today <laughs> right <laughs> and me true? too he saw something on my shirt it's like oh i'm covering it there up there you go a spot right <laughs> another translation says there's no spot on you i mean there's no flaw on you yeah. there's nothing wrong with you that's the love of jesus for me and you that he will never see anything wrong with us that to me is a love that you'll never find in the world Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm so excited because I've got my good friend, special guest, Connie Witter with me today. All right. Welcome, Connie. It's good to be here with you, yes. Pastor Al. We're going to talk about covenant love. So let's get to it. How long have you been pastoring? Ooh, it'll be 40 years at the end of May. Wow, 40 years. Yeah, I started when I was five years old, the youngest yeah. pastor in the history of Indiana. I was wondering about that. Started. I was thinking, how could you have pastored for 40 years when you're only 40 years old? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, yes. So today we're going to be talking about covenant love yeah i'm excited about that me too yeah uh you told me that you have taught um a teaching on blood covenant right and one of your messages or is uh, covenant love yeah and that really intrigued me because i am currently writing a bible study on the greatest love story ever told mm. that's the title of it and it's on the song of songs and it is a revelation of the love of God, the love of Jesus for his bride. Mm -hmm. And so when you were sharing with me what you, know, what you had been teaching, I thought, wow, that is so interesting because I love how Ephesians 3, 17 through 20 tells us that the apostle Paul prays and he says, I pray that you would know the height, the depth, the length, the mm. breadth of the love of Christ. Yeah, beautiful. That you might come to experience it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then verse 20 says, according to this power that's working in us, God's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever hope or dream or ask or desire. So that's the fruit of understanding and knowing the love of Christ in our lives. Yeah. Isn't I like what you said about uh, experience, because what good is it if you don't experience it in right. your own life, right? Yes. Well, yeah. What good is it if we don't receive it, if it doesn't change the way we live? Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, I was just going to share that, you know, again, I'm writing the greatest love story ever told. And one of the scriptures in there, in the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 4, 
says um, that he brings us to the banqueting table and his banner over us is love. Yes. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. And another translation says um, he brings us to the banqueting table um, and his banner declares his love. Mm. So the banner over us is a declaration of the Father's love to the whole world. He wants everybody to know that he, how much He loves us and how yeah. He loves us. Yeah. And, you know, God is love, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's who God is. Yes. He, does, he doesn't have love. He is love. He is love. Right. And so I just thought today, we, you know, we could talk about what is God's love? I mean, we all have a definition of love. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of love, you know, you think of what that means to you. Mm-hmm. What does it mean that your wife loves you, that your children love yeah. you? But what does it mean mm-hmm. that God loves us? Right. What is his banner over us mm-hmm. is love? What does that even mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so just share, Pastor Al, what you've learned through your covenant in the covenant love lesson. But what is the love of God? What does that look like? Yeah, um, over the years in covenant history, one of the things that I taught in Blood Covenant, there are different reasons why people go into covenant with someone. And God's reason or his motive for entering into covenant with us is love. Mm. And in my study on covenant love, I came across the word. I've heard about it before, but I never did an in-depth study on this word, is chesed. Mm. Many people know about agape, which is unconditional love. That's the Greek word, one of the Greek words for love. The Old Testament equivalent of agape is chesed. And it's very difficult to translate because, for example, the New King James and King James translates it um, mercy. Um, for example, all throughout Psalm 136, where it says, give thanks to the Lord, uh, where it, well, through that chapter, it says his mercy endures forever. Okay. The word for mercy is, uh, hased. That's the Hebrew word translated mercy. Now in verse one, it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy or hased endures forever. So King James, New King James translates it mercy. New, New American Standard translates the same word has said, loving kindness. Mm. NIV translates it love. ESV translated, translates it steadfast love. Wow. So it's difficult to translate. So it is all of those things, but it's hard to put into one word. So I kind of put it all together and came up with my own definition. Mm -hmm. So based on those verses and looking up the definition, so Hased, I discovered it means grace. Actually, in the French Bible, when I was teaching Blood Covenant to the Haiti students, Mm -hmm. they were, I had an interpreter who was interpreting for me and she was reading out of her French Bible and she said that that word for hased was grace. So hased is grace. Mm-hmm. It's mercy. It's loving kindness. And I meditated on that. Loving kindness is not just love. I, I mean, I know a little bit about what love is. 
I know a little bit about what kindness is, but when you put it together, loving kindness is God's kindness to us based on his love. Mm. So his, his, his love gets demonstrated in our lives, right? Mm. So, and then lastly, um, steadfast love. And I started meditating on steadfast. What does that mean? And I looked up the word steadfast. You know what it means? What does it mean? Immovable. Immovable. And, and I thought about that. And I thought about there's nothing that will move God off of his love for us. Mm. So I know you got some thoughts about that <laughs> stuff. So. But it's fascinating wow. to me. That, that's just a Steadfast powerful word. love. Nothing that will move us off of his love for us. Yeah, and my thoughts are like, what is that love? What, you know, that love that is steadfast, that will never change, that will never move. <clears throat> what is that? Yeah. 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 And, and unconditional love means it's unconditional because his love depends on him. Yeah. Doesn't depend on us. Right. Right? Right. It's not a result of it's not a response. His love is not a response to me doing something for him and then he's going to love me. Right. His love that would that would make love conditional if it depended on me. Exactly. But it's unconditional because it depends on him. God owns his love. Right. Right? So he's made a covenant promise to us mm -hmm. to never stop loving us. And what does that love look like? You know, yeah. go back to Song of Songs, you know, another one of the verses in there that I love is Song of Songs 4-7. Mm -hmm. And it's Jesus talking to his bride and we are his bride. And he's saying, how beautiful you are, my beloved. There is no flaw in you. I love that. I got that revelation from you when you discovered that in Song of Songs. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. Right. Nothing There's wrong. No, right. Nothing wrong with you. That's another translation of Song of Songs 4-7. How beautiful you are, my beloved. There is nothing, absolutely nothing at all wrong with you. And yeah. we're like, how can, how can Jesus see us that way? You know, Who we does have, that? Yeah. Our spouse? Right. No. Tony saw some flaws in you today. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's and me too. He saw something on my shirt. It's like, oh, I'm covering it there up. There you go. A spot, right? <laughs> Another translation says there's no spot on you. I mean, there's no flaw on you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. That's the love of Jesus for me and you. That he will never see anything wrong with us. That to me is a love that you'll never find in the world. Yeah. No matter how much we love our spouses, our children, no matter how much they love us. Right. We see flaws in each other, mm -hmm. and we bring them up sometimes. Yeah, not me, but <laughs> Carla. Not you. You never do that with Carla. You never talk about her flaws, do you? Yeah, I do. You're just like Jesus, I aren't do. you, Al? I do. I just think that's wonderful. You're like a walking, <laughs> talking Jesus on the earth. Isn't it say, as he is, so are you? So are we, yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. But anyways, I just, I love the scriptures that share with us, that show us what God sees, what he really feels toward us, like Ephesians mm. 1, 4 is another wonderful scripture that says, yeah. before the foundation of the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ 
to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Holy and without fault. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I think, wow, <laughs> the, the God that I grew up learning about or, you know, the thoughts that I had about him was that he would get angry and he would get mad and mm -hmm. if he, he'd be disappointed and, and all of these things. But that isn't true. No. In Christ Jesus, the scripture tells us that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit all look at us without fault. What does that mean? It's powerful. That's revelation right there. Because we all make mistakes. Yes. And God sees us perfect as Jesus is, so are we. Does, right. does Jesus have fault? Does he have flaw? No. What's true about Jesus? It's true about us. True about us. We're one with him. Yes. And it's a, an amazing gift that he's given to us, isn't it? The gift of righteousness. Mm -hmm. which is the gift of being faultless and blameless and innocent before the Father in the Father's presence. I was going to read the scripture out of Colossians. I love it. It says, Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him with out a single fault. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Another witness to the truth that in his presence, because of Jesus, we've been reconciled to him, made one with him, and in his presence we stand holy, blameless, and without a single fault. And another translation says, holy, faultless, and irreproachable. Mm -hmm. In the Father's presence. Irreproachable. What's irreproachable? Yeah. What does that mean? Right. You got the definition. <laughs> I don't remember. Right. <laughs> I remember we, we were, were talking yeah. about that in a, a trip we were on. Yeah. And I was telling you about this, how the Father sees us as irreproachable. And you got your phone out and you started looking that up. What does that mean? And you shared that with me. And I wrote it in my book. I thought it was amazing. But irreproachable. Mm -hmm means, let me see if I can find out my paper here, <laughs> irreproachable means beyond criticism, mm. faultless, impeccable, blameless, flawless, outstanding. Outstanding, wow. Exceptional. You're exceptional I in the that. Father's presence. You're outstanding in the Father's presence. You're admirable in the Father's presence. You're perfect. It says perfect mm. in the Father's presence. How does that make you feel on a Love. daily basis? I mean, seriously, confident, loved. For me, when I began to understand this kind of love, you know, it wasn't the God that was angry or upset or disappointed me. It actually was a love through Jesus that seen me as flawless and holy and righteous and perfect and would never change his opinion of me. It caused me to be able to walk confident in this world because I used to be concerned about what everybody else thought about me. Mm -hmm. But when I understood how Jesus thought about me and that he was the final truth in my life, 
he was the one that gave me my identity, then it didn't matter anymore. All of a sudden, it just didn't matter what anybody else's opinion was or what they thought of me. And when I did fall into worrying about that, I would just go back to Jesus. Lord, I know you love me. I know you love me. Remind me again who I am, how you see me. And he would remind me of all of these beautiful truths that I was faultless and blameless, innocent, admirable, exceptional, outstanding in his sight, and that nobody else's view or opinion had any authority or power to define me. Yeah, Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And it's this kind of understanding that allows us to be able to come boldly to God's throne. Amen. Because we know that we're outstanding in his sight. We're exceptional. Yes. We're approved. Yes. Accepted. Yes. I mean, how many people long for acceptance? For acceptance. And strive every day. You know, social media, you know, we're always wanting to be accepted by mm-hmm. people, be able to like us. Yeah, we post something and we, we want to see how many people like that post. Exactly, exactly. And if we get our identity from that, then that's going to determine right. our, how our heart feels, right? It's going to determine how the fruit of our life. But if we get our identity from the Father mm-hmm. and live from that place, then it doesn't matter. You know, it's encouraging when somebody likes you, when they have a good word to say about you, of course. We're not dependent on that. But we're not dependent on that. That doesn't determine how I feel throughout my whole day. It doesn't define us. It's the love of the Father, the love of the Son, the love of the Holy Spirit that defines who we are. Mm -hmm. And when we live from that place, Mm -hmm. you know, that scripture you were talking about in Hebrews 13, 5, what does it say? Share with them what what that says. Let me bring that up real quick. Because God says that he will never leave us. Yes. Never forsake us, never reject us. No, he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, Mm. nor leave you without support. I will not, a double negative in, in the Greek, I will not, and the Amplified brings this out, I will not, I will not, I will not. I will Three not. times. Yeah. In any degree leave you. Right. Helpless. Nor forsake you, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. He got a firm grip on us. That's right. And he will never let us go. That's right. That's how accepted we are. That's how that's how loved we are. That's the has said. That's it. Yes. That's it. And you know, right after that. Right after it says, I will never let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly yeah. not. The next verse says, so we take comfort, comfort. and are encouraged, encouraged and confidently and boldly, boldly say, say, the Lord is my helper. Thank you. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified for what can man what can do man to, do to me? me. That's pretty powerful right there. It is. That deals with fear deals with worry just because we all get tempted to yes, fear we do. and worry we yes. face with circumstances I mean we don't live in the clouds we live here on the earth right right and we're faced with things and some unexpected things come up how do we deal with that we deal with it from a place of acceptance and, and, and love and knowing that the father cares for us 
and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's right. He's working all things Thanks. together oh, for our good. That's so good. Yes. It's so true. Yes. And those are promises of his love to us, isn't it? I mean, he gives us his covenant love, his covenant promises, so that we can live confident right. and at peace in this world. Right, right. And and his has said, as I was studying this, I discovered that this is something it's so simple. Um, but don't don't miss the power in this in the simplicity that has said is now. Mm-hmm. It's not something that happens when a crisis occurs, even though it, it is there then, but it's there, it's it's here right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like a constant uh, um, awareness mm-hmm. that he loves me right now. It's not something that. Like he loves me if I shout loud enough or if I pray or if I, I read so many scriptures. He, when I'm brushing my, my teeth, <laughs> he loves me right then. Right. And when we live with this type of awareness, nothing can move us or shake us, right? It's true. It's so true. I'm going to tell a little story. I just came to my mind um, about when me and my sister were in Switzerland and we had we flew across the ocean, and our luggage was supposed to come behind us. Mm-hmm. And my sister, she looked at her phone, and she was tracking her luggage. And she said, "Oh, my luggage is on the, you know, thing. It's coming through." And I'm like, "Oh, how do you figure out where your luggage is?" And she goes, "Oh, you just look at the app." So I <laughs> open up the app to find out where my luggage is, and it says, "We are sorry, your luggage didn't make it on the plane." Please go to the baggage claim, and it'll come in on a later flight. Mm. Well, what would a normal response to something like that be? Now, here we just flew across the ocean. We landed in Switzerland. We had to catch a train to go another three hours, and I wasn't going to have my luggage. What do you think happens when you think? What would happen to you? What would be the temptation if that happened to you? It's like, it's like, oh, no. Like, oh, no. What's going on? Yes. What am I going to do? Worry. Yes. And- Yes, but when you understand the love of God, when you understand He loves me. And you know what I did? You know, that temptation came at me. Mm -hmm. But then I remember I just turned my thoughts to Jesus and I said, I know you love me. Lord, I know you love me. Mm -hmm. And I know you're going to take care of me. And you're going to take care of my luggage. I'm not going to worry about this. And honestly, I thought whether it comes or whether it doesn't come, I'm okay. And then you know what the next thought I had after that was? Mm-hmm. Out of all the billions of people in the world, God saw me. He saw me yeah. in that moment and cared about that small thing. It was big mm-hmm. to me, but you know, some people say that's just a small thing. But he loved me so much that he wanted to bring peace to my heart in that situation. And his love had the power to cast out all fear and worry about that situation. Right. So I looked at my sister and I said to her, I said, oh, you know what? It's okay. It's all going to be good. We're going to have a great time on this trip. We're not going to let this bother us. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. When we got to the, to the place where the luggage came out, and we watched the luggage come out, the what do we call that ramp thing? My sister's luggage was the first thing off, the, off that, what do you call that? Conveyor belt, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yes, something like that. Anyway, hers was the first one. And mine was laying right up against wow. it. Wow. 
Awesome. And the miracle of that, Al, was that we came from two different cities. She came from Chicago, and I came from T Tulsa. And the possibilities of those two luggages ended up at the same place. But it was just like, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, when I saw that luggage right there next to my sister's, I was like, wow, Lord, look at you. You care about me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cast all your cares upon him mm -hmm. because he cares for you. And you know, again, I just want to say, whether my luggage would have been there or whether it wouldn't have been there doesn't determine God's love for me. No. But the peace that I experienced in that situation mm -hmm. and then seeing him like give me a kiss by, it was almost like I thought, did you just make that luggage fly across the ocean? Show up there on top of my sisters. Like to me and my sister were like, Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. But you know, those kind of things happen in our lives when we just start living loved. Yeah. Living like, you know what? It's going to be okay. Yeah. No I matter got... what we're facing, whether it's big or whether it's small, he loves me. Yeah. I, got a, I got a small thing. Okay. Tell it me. just happened this week. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm into pickleball, as you know. Yes. I introduced you to pickleball. Yes. You're pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't realize that you had that kind of athletic ability. Oh, really? Okay, so um, I'm an advocate for a big um, pickleball company. So I've got a brand new paddle mm -hmm. that they won't allow me to show until the release date. Like, paddle's not even released. I've had it for about a week. So I wanted to play pickleball when I was here in Tulsa, keep up my game. So I needed a specific scenario. I needed a wall where I could hit against. And so Marsha, I asked, I reached out to her and asked her to reach out to uh, one of her friends mm -hmm. to try to find a pickleball place with a, with a wall. And so she found a spot. I went to the place. And this is the father's love. Now, this is how he takes care of even the small yes, stuff. Yes, I love it. He cares about my pickleball game. <laughs> That's right, he cares for And me. we went to this place, and it was an isolated spot. It was two courts, and I had it all to myself, because nobody's supposed to see this paddle. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to play with anybody. I need to be by myself. So it had a wall, isolated spot, I had my own little private pickleball area where I could hit against the wall and nobody could see the paddle. <laughs> Only God could do that. <laughs> That's so great. It's like you can't make this up. And then you just acknowledge that. Look yes, at you. I said, like, look thank at you, Father. Lord. Thank you. He sees that you. you. He sees me. He sees you. He Isn't gave me a beautiful? kiss. He gave you a kiss. Out of all the billions of people in the world, he saw you. Yeah. I love that. And he know, can take care of the big stuff and the small stuff because some people think that, well, you know, God's too busy dealing with like major problems. Right. He got a lot of stuff on his plate, right? <laughs> but he can take care of the small stuff just as easy as the big stuff. And he wants to. And he wants to. Yeah. And because he loves us. Because he loves us. Not because of any other reason. No. Not because we've dotted our T's. No. Dotted our T's. No. Crossed our T's. <laughs> and dotted our eyes, did right. everything right. No, it's just because he loves us. Mm -hmm. And we can, that love is available to us every day, 24-7. 
Like I said earlier, he sees no fault in us. No. So he doesn't ever go, well, if you would have done it this way, you wouldn't be dealing with that if you wouldn't have messed up. Yeah. You know, he's just, a, he's a rescuer. Even when I find myself in a mess of my own making, mm -hmm. I know he loves me. Yeah. And I know he's going to rescue me. Right. That's I right. can't tell you how many times I said, Lord, I just made a big mess. Mm -hmm. I had a bad attitude. Yes. Said a wrong thing. Yes. Redeem me, Lord. Clear this up. Bring peace to the situation. Mm -hmm. And he does. And it's just amazing to see him show up again and again and again in the small things, in mm -hmm. the big things. Amen? Yeah. One of the things I wanted to share on today's podcast was that, you know, we talked about how he sees no fault in us. It never changes. And I, I was thinking about through the, through the Song of Songs how his covenant promise is like his marriage vows to us. And I was telling you earlier about how could you imagine if on our wedding day, you and Carla, me and Tony, our spouse said to us, I will never see any flaw in you. I will never bring up your sins. I will never, ever see anything wrong with you. I would be setting myself up for a lie. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's what yeah. Jesus did in his marriage vow to us. And there's no, no love in this whole world you will ever find that is that steadfast. No. That's that consistent, that that's unfailing. Um, unfailing immovable. Immovable yeah. love. And really, I mean, have you ever done something and been a little nervous about Carla maybe being upset about it? Yep. Well, I have too. We never have to do that with God. No. Wow. It doesn't matter how we fail, how we mess up. We never have to be nervous about coming to the throne of grace and saying, Father, I screwed up. I messed up. But I know you love me. Yes. I know you love me. I know you see no fault in me, even though I just messed up. Right. That's a gift of grace. It is. That's a gift of righteousness. And this is the kind of love that casts out all fear. That's what the scripture says. Cast out all fear. Cast out all fear. That's practical. That's practical, right. So when you know that he loves you like that, there's nothing you have to do to meet the conditions of his promises. They're already met in Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Yes and amen, isn't that right? Yeah. All of God's promises yeah. are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he loves us. Yeah. Because he loves us. One of the things I love about your teaching is that you you show, you give practical examples of how to apply this grace walk to everyday life. Yeah. And you share very candid and transparent about things in your own life with your family, uh, Tony, your children. Uh, and that, that helps. It resonates with people. And I, I commend you for that. Oh, well, thank it's you. It's helped me. Thank you. You're an awesome teacher. Well, thank you. And so are you, thank Pastor you. Al. So, any closing thoughts as we end our podcast today? What do you think? I think God's love is amazing. There's nothing can match it. Nothing in this world can match the love that the Father has for us. Mm. I just think it is just, it has changed our lives, right? Oh, yeah. To understand this kind of love, to run to it, 
during those times of temptation, during those times when somebody else is not treating you right or not thinking of towards you right or whatever it is. We're dealing with fearful things in the world. Circumstance. Run to that love and to know Hebrews 13, 5, I will not, I will not, will not. I will <laughs> not forsake you. In any way. In any way. Leave you helpless. Leave you helpless. Without support. Without support. He'll or never let you relax. Down. Not let us down. Not relax his hold on us. So we are comforted and encouraged. And we boldly say. Boldly say. Confident. Confidently say. The Lord, Lord is, is our helper. helper. I will, I will not, not. Fear. Be- Afraid. No, be seized with alarm. Not be afraid. No. The Lord you, is Lord. my helper. I will not be afraid. Woo-hoo! Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, just that one. The, whatever you find yourself in, yeah. whether it do with your children, finances, anything. Anything. The Lord is my helper. He loves me. I'm and encouraged. I will not be afraid. I'm encouraged. I am too. This is this blessing is good me. stuff. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So it was good visiting with you today. Yes. I love talking about Jesus with you. Absolutely. And we'll have Likewise. to do it again. Huh? Yes, let's do it. All right. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about Jesus and his love for us. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.